This is Wednesday, April 27th. And we learned this past Sunday how the Apostle Paul stayed in Corinth to share the message of Jesus with the city. We have two letters to this church in Corinth in our New Testament, also written by Paul. Now, Corinth was to their world in many ways like Miami is to our own. How so? Well, Corinth was located near a very very narrow strip of land separating two bodies of water, the Gulf of Corinth and the Saronic Gulf. This narrow strip of land connected what's called the Peloponnese, that large Greek peninsula. It connected it to the mainland of Greece. Now, the trip by sea from one of those gulfs to the other is over 400 miles. About 150 years ago, a canal was cut from one side to the other, allowing small ships to pass through that between those gulfs. Now, at the time of Paul, to shorten the trip for goods being shipped across Greece, materials would be offloaded on one side and taken to the other side. This made ancient Corinth an immense crossroads for commerce and transportation in general. It seemed like all the world was passing through Corinth. Now, at the center of the life of the city was the temple to Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love and sexuality. She was the patron goddess of prostitutes, and the temple dedicated to her was staffed with them, and they served the people that passed through Corinth. And a lot of people passed through this city. Now, as we learn about Corinth, why didn't Paul simply tell the believers there to remove themselves from such a sinful city? Here's why. Every city and community is riddled with sin, and every person too. There's no place on earth safe from the ravages of sin. Now, there may be better communities in which to live than others, but no one is protected from sin's blight. I remember years ago coming across a map someone had made of Miami, and it purported to show the areas in Miami with the worst sin problems. I'm not making this up. There were pins on the map showing those areas. I was relieved to see that there was no pin on my neighborhood, but I had to laugh. Do we think that sin is a geography problem or a heart problem? You see, the map highlighted areas where prostitution and human trafficking is happening in our city. This is sin for sure and devastating for communities. But what about highlighting areas where greed or pride runs rampant? You see, there could be a pin dropped on every home in the city of Miami. So no, Paul doesn't tell the church to get out of Corinth. He wants Christ to be in Corinth and the city to be redeemed. Here's our scripture for today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 17. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is past. Away, behold, the new has come. 
Now, he says we stop looking at people with regard to the flesh. In other words, we might size up people and make maps of where the sin is. But we know better. Sin is everywhere. But we also know that Christ died for all. Not just for people we might think are good, but for everyone. And he says that our conclusion should be that we should not live for ourselves, but for Jesus, the one who died for us. Now think about Miami. We are indeed one of the main cities in the U.S. for human trafficking, for example. We have immense social problems. It's true. We have made an idol of wealth and appearances. That's true as well. But we know that Jesus died for all. We know he loves Miami because he loves people, and he came to bring redemption to the entire world. You see, God tells Paul to stay in the sinful city when he would rather move on. Yes, ministry will be difficult there. It will be hard going for him. But stay. Then God tells him that he has many people in the city. God explains to Paul that while he might might not see it, he is working in the lives of the people there. I think of that in Miami. Recently, as I mentioned, When visiting the Miami Rescue Mission for Good Friday, I found myself surrounded by people serving Jesus in the city. A woman there started a home to provide refuge to battered women. A small group of people set up a tent in, in a park in Fort Lauderdale each Tuesday evening and serve meals to the homeless. Another woman helps operate a crisis pregnancy center. You see, God has people all over the city shining the light of his love into a world in darkness and shadows. I think we miss the thrust of those words. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. You see, the point Paul is making is that the grace of Jesus is open to to everyone, and anyone who comes to Jesus is remade by him and given a new life. It's an immense promise. This means that there's hope for Corinth and hope for Las Vegas and Monaco and Moscow and also Miami. This is the beauty of the gospel and how cities have been transformed and renewed by Jesus. What I find is that God is always challenging the way I look at at our city and the people who live here. He's always teaching us his way of love. And now to look at people from, not to look at people from the standpoint of the world, but our call is to trust that God redeems and that everyone needs redemption. Let's pray. God of compassion and grace, change the way we see our neighbors, the way we see our city. Teach us the way of Jesus. Help us to trust that there is no one beyond the reach of the grace of Christ. We pray in his name. Amen.